Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, ladies and gentlemen, wherever and whenever you may be listening to this. I am your host, Matthew McLaughlin, as always, here with my good friend, Noah Broderick, and we're going to give you our picks for this week's NFL action, frankly, because college football stinks when Penn State stinks, and we don't feel like opening up some old wounds, nor really do we feel like watching college football knowing that Ohio State's probably going to end up winning the whole Big Ten. So we're just going to skim over that, uh, and we're going to get straight into the NFL. We're going to be splitting it up a little bit this weekend. Noah's going to be taking the NFC games. I will be taking the AFC games. And if we have any problems with uh, each other's uh, points on these games, we will uh, debate as so. But first Thursday night game, we actually had a pretty good game. Arizona Cardinals go into Seattle. Unfortunately, they lose by a touchdown, 21-28. to uh, Arizona really screwed themselves over with a late penalty that gave Seattle an opportunity to go down the field, kill clock, and uh, get them the winning field goal. So this was a really tough test for Arizona. Uh, Noah, I'll hand it off to you. Uh, what you? What were your biggest takeaways from this game? Well, I thought the I thought it was going to be like the Russ is back type game. You know, he's had a couple bad weeks, and it's so uncharacteristic of him to struggle even at all. So I kind of said going into it, it's going to be the Russell Wilson shows, Kyler Murray, I'm still the guy type game. So I thought he was going to throw for like 400 yards and three touchdowns, something like that. Now, he didn't put up those gaudy numbers, but he did play a really good game. Um, I watched the whole thing. I was about as excited as I've been for a matchup this year just because they're playing for first place. You got a Seahawks team that's kind of struggling and they need to get a win and they want to show that they're still legitimate contenders. But you got this Cardinals team that's coming off the amazing DeAndre Hopkins uh, game winning touchdown. So I just thought it was going to be a really good game and it was, it was, it was good for the most part. Um, my biggest takeaways from it were just that Arizona can compete with Seattle, but Seattle's still a tad better, I think. I mean, it's really just a matter of Wilson versus Kyler for me. I like Kyler a lot. He's played great, definitely belongs in the MVP talk, but. When it comes down to playoff time, and I just I still take Wilson. It's nothing against Kyler. It's just kind of Wilson being in the prime of his career versus Kyler being the second year. Um, I still think Seattle's got that big edge. And Seattle was just tearing up the Cardinals' defense on the ground yesterday. I mean, they had Carlos Hyde and DJ Dallas and even Bo Scarborough just finding holes. I mean, I think that Troy Aikman said they had seven or eight yard or seven or eight rushing plays of over ten yards. You can't just get gashed like that defensively. So the Cardinals definitely need to get better in that uh, in that area. Isaiah Simmons is all over the place, which is fun to watch because back going back to the draft, I was huge on him as a Giants fan, hoping that we might take him at four if we didn't go all line. Um, and really seeing him kind of get used in that hybrid, do whatever we need you to do role last night. He was just all over the field making tackles. So it was fun to watch those players. I think DK Metcalf had a decent game. He could have had three touchdowns if he didn't drop the ball. But uh, Wilson also threw that about as hard as you can possibly throw a, a pass. So. Uh, he he was good, and Lockett was really good in the game, too. He always tears up the Cardinals. So I, I think it was – I mean, there's not too many takeaways. It's kind of what I expected. Um, the defense was better in this game. I mean, I had the over, so I was pretty upset that there wasn't as many touchdowns in the game. But uh, Seattle winning, I kind of expected it. But Arizona competed, and I think those teams belong in the same you know category when you're talking about uh, you know quality of teams in the NFC. No, yeah, and I think this Arizona Cardinals team is still very dangerous – uh, I think we were expecting a little bit of the Maction type uh, game where it was going to be this offensive explosion back and forth quarterback duel. But uh, 
To me, Russell Wilson has not looked like the quarterback that we're used to him seeing over the last couple of weeks. I think part of that is on Seattle. As many weapons as he has in Metcalf, Lockett, Carson, at some point, um, they'll get Rashad Penny back, the former first-round pick running back. He's been out for a long time because he tore his ACL at the end of last season. Uh, This team still relies on him to win shootouts, which they can't do. So Seattle's defense stepped up huge. Uh, this is the Super Bowl contending Seattle team that I'm used to seeing. And that was my biggest takeaway was Seattle's defense actually stepping up and relatively holding uh, teams to kind of decent offensive production, but can't expect much with the Seahawks defense, uh, which is why 28 points, I think, or 21 points, excuse me, is a good spot for Seattle to hold teams to and then just hope the offense gets like over 25 and I think that's more than fair I think Wilson's more than capable of uh, leading the offense to doing that so uh, Seattle's still still in playoff contention they're still a dangerous team to face and we'll see uh, how these teams bounce back uh, next week so it'll be interesting to see Um, excuse me my Apple watch just went off um so moving on to actual game picks, NFC. Noah, you're gonna take take some of these games. Uh, at, we'll we'll alternate back and forth. Uh, first of all, we got Atlanta versus New Orleans, huge NFC uh, divisional matchup. Will Atlanta choke away another big lead as Taysom Hill gets his first start uh, in New Orleans uh, as a New Orleans Saints quarterback? We'll see. Uh, how do you think this game's gonna go? I think the Falcons are going to pull off a big upset here. It's just a gut feeling for me. I think they've played better over recent weeks. Their offense looked a lot better. I believe they've won two in a row. Uh, Yeah, they have won two in a row. And this is just a game those guys always get up for. They're healthy. They're going to have Julio Jones. They're going to have Gurley. They're going to have Ridley. All those guys are going to be available to them. Uh, The Saints obviously do not have Breeze. It's going to be weird to see if Taysom Hill is getting all the snaps, if Jameis is coming in at points, like what kind of – what's the split between those guys going to be? And I just don't want to bet on that. If Breeze is playing, I take the Saints. But I feel like this is kind of a trap game for them where, you know, they're 7-2, and two, they're flying high. And also I could just see Tampa Bay getting back into the divisional race, even though they really don't deserve to be because of how badly they played the Saints in the two times they met this year. Um, but it's just kind of the breaks that Brady seems to get sometimes. So whoa, uh, whoa, whoa. Feeling, but I'm, I'm taking Atlanta. I'm going to have to go to New Orleans in this one. I think – uh, Taysom Hill is a great dynamic quarterback that Sean Payton is definitely going to be drawing up some gadget plays for him. Uh, definitely trying to get the ball to Alvin Kamara and let him work in space. And they still have Michael Thomas uh, in this one. So I think it'll be really interesting to see how Taysom Hill handles his first start. But I think I'm going to trust the coaching staff. I'm going to trust uh, that New Orleans offense more than uh, Atlanta's defense. So I'm going to go New Orleans in that one, but we're going to see how that works out. In the AFC, my Philadelphia Eagles going up against the Cleveland Browns. I'm a little nervous about this one, not going to lie. Nick Chubb is definitely capable of just absolutely tearing apart our front seven and just giving us nightmares. Uh, Carson Wentz obviously struggled in that loss to the Giants last week. It was a terrible <laughs> loss. It was such, such, a, such a bad loss. I texted uh, you during it. You're not happy. I was, I was not happy. No, not at all. But I got to give credit to Joe Judge and the Giants. Uh, you guys are definitely a tougher team uh, than I'm sure a lot of people around the league expect expected you guys to be after losing Saquon. 
Um, obviously, uh, you know, Cleveland is very different, much better than the Giants. So I have my concerns about how Baker Mayfield performs, but I'm going to ride with the Eagles. I think they'll bounce back. I have a feeling that Doug Peterson uh, will finally, hopefully, God willing, that we'll finally uh, commit to the running game more because Miles Sanders had an excellent yeah. game. Uh, it, they just didn't run the ball enough. But when you're down two scores, I guess you kind of have to throw the ball uh, a lot. And, yeah, I think it's just going to come down to offensive production like it does every weekend. How many points is, are the Eagles going to put up this weekend? Because it feels like they can rarely get over like 25, 28 points. So they're going to have to do that against Cleveland. But I have a feeling with Miles Garrett on the COVID list, his health is in, uh, his status is questionable for this game. Uh, I have a feeling that the Eagles are going to bounce back and get a win, get to four and five and one, uh, and maintain their grip on the division. What do you see in this game? I'm going the other way just because I think that uh, the Browns, it's going to be a rushing attack game. And I just think that Kareem Hunt, Nick Chubb is just going to beat out what the Eagles offer and they're going to have to make Wentz make plays. And he just hasn't been able to do that over the last few weeks, but I could see an upset here too. I mean, I'm not saying cause I'm not a big Browns guy either. Uh, so we'll have to see, but I'm going to, I'm going to take Cleveland, but I think your reasoning is definitely sound for taking Philly. Yeah. Uh, in the NFC, next game, we got Cincinnati going into Washington to face the Washington football team, which, by the way, reports came out that the Washington football team may be the long-term name, and I seriously hope that's not the case because that'll be, that'll be the biggest Washington move of all time. But that's a, that's a whole nother episode for another day. But uh, Joe Burrow faces Alex Smith in this one. Uh, Noah, you got this game. Who are you picking and why? I'm taking the Bengals, but it's really not a great game. Uh, since he's better than Washington, I think Washington is not a good team. Just watching them play the Giants, it's just they they just don't really compete in a lot of those games. They only came back in the one because the Giants just imploded themselves. But um, Burrow, I just I see him getting on a little bit of a hot streak, even with wins here in the end part of the season. I could see Cincy rattling off a couple wins against teams that they can beat. I mean, I'm looking at their schedule. I think they're going to beat the football team. I think they can beat the Giants week 12. That's definitely possible. There's upset potential against Miami. You know, Burrow wants to play against Tua. You know, people are going to be talking about that. They play Dallas after that. There's, there's a roadmap to them winning four games in a row. Then they play Pittsburgh. That's a loss. But then they play at Houston. I think they can win that game too. I think there's five games they could possibly win in the rest of the season for Cincinnati. they got two wins right now. If they somehow get to 6-10, and 7-9, a lot, of, a lot of people, they're going to get a lot of respect around the league, and next year teams are going to be talking about them as a possible playoff team. So uh, I kind of see them as a second-half team, and I'm just going to ride with Cincy. Uh, yeah, I agree with you. I think if Cincinnati can get to 6-10 and 10, or 6-9-1, and one, uh, that'll be a huge win, huge program builder for Cincinnati, put a lot of trust back into the coaching staff and into the organization, even though they don't have an indoor practice facility, which is nuts to me given that it's Cincinnati, but that's an owner's decision, which is why I'm not an owner. Um, I agree with you. I think Joe Burrow is going to get hot. I think this is going to be a really good quarterback matchup with Alex Smith and Joe Burrow. See how these offenses click. Uh, but I'm going to take Cincinnati if it comes down to offenses. They got really good weapons. A.J. Green, they have a really good offensive line. Um, and I think that Joe Burrow is just 
going to tear Washington up, but it'll be a good game nonetheless. So I'm going to go Cincinnati in that one. I'm on the same page as you there. Uh, up next in the AFC, we got Pittsburgh versus Jacksonville in a rematch of the uh, Blake Bortles uh, AFC uh, championship when Jacksonville had an actual good defense, which is hard to believe now considering that was only three years ago. I think Pittsburgh wins this one easily, uh, but I would not be surprised to see if uh, Jacksonville somehow makes this a game because they, they're coming off a tough, close loss to uh, Green Bay, only lost by four points. As that offense was a little bit better, uh, they could have won that game easily. But I think Pittsburgh at this point is just rolling and they got some easy opponents at this point in their schedule. So I'm going to pick Pittsburgh to keep their undefeated season alive. Excuse me. Yeah, there's no way they lose this game. <laughs> there's no way. See, we said that about lose, the Dallas be Baltimore, game. We said too. that about the Dallas game, though, and then it turned into a nail biter. It's close. It's true. It's true. I don't see it. I think they'll lose to Baltimore. I think that's going to be their first loss. Mm. That'll be on yeah. Thanksgiving. That's the late game. Yeah, that'll be a good game. Uh, yeah, I think this is pretty much – if there is such thing as a pretty close or such thing as a guarantee lock, this would be one of those weeks. I think this is going to be a good one. Um, but jumping ship back into the NFC, we got Detroit versus Carolina. I think Detroit's a sneaky good team. I think Carolina is too, but I think Detroit with Matthew Stafford, uh, DeAndre Swift is out, which I believe will hurt the rushing attack, but I still, yeah. Um, but I still have faith in Matthew Stafford to lead this team down the field when needed. And the Lions are going to get the win in this one. Do you think Carolina will, uh, get the win or do you think Detroit's going to keep rolling? I think Carolina's getting the win. I just – I didn't – I don't know. I don't know. They played so bad against the Bucks. That's the only thing I'm worried about. They gave up 40-something points to the Bucks. The Lions still should be able to put up, you know, 28. And will Teddy Bridgewater put up 30 points to win? It's kind of tough to say because they played well enough in Kansas City, which was weird. But then Tampa Bay, they were terrible. I'll say Carolina wins, but it's not like a confident pick at all. But I do like what Matt Rule's done with them. I think they – play hard and they're in every game and um you know uh, it's kind of it feels like bad karma with the lions this week you saw matthew stafford's wife was like uh, like oh raising hell about the dictatorship apparently in michigan oh my gosh i yeah uh, uh she's a she's a those who don't know just look on matt look up matthew stafford's wife and then probably be the first thing that pops up yeah. and she was going on yeah. a rant about how michigan's COVID restrictions. I was like, oh, that's not a good look. But uh no, no, I'll take Carolina. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is my reasoning for these games. Nothing to do with on the field. It's just like stupid shit like this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh I'm gonna pick Detroit, but we'll see how that one shakes out. Uh another another very good game in the AFC this weekend. Tennessee versus Baltimore. We heard Lamar Jackson in the offseason or in the early stages of the of uh, this regular season that uh, he and the rest of the Ravens took Tennessee for granted in the playoffs when Tennessee shocked them on their way to the AFC championship uh, in that run last year. Uh, and Baltimore has been struggling. They lost that last last weekend to uh, the Patriots in that rainstorm that just swept through New England. Um, now they're coming into Baltimore or going back to Baltimore, excuse me, and uh, really facing a Tennessee team that if they – uh, beat Tennessee, I think that could exercise a lot of demons and get the Ravens back on track. So I'm going to pick Baltimore in this one. Mm -hmm. Yeah, me too. I, it's the battle of six and threes. 
I don't like the way Tennessee's played the last three weeks at all. Granted, Baltimore hasn't played great either, but I just don't see them losing back-to-back games. I feel like mm-hmm. the New England game, the only reason they won was, I mean, it was just like a weird, like the monsoon happening. I don't know. That just felt like kind of like Bill Belichick you know, pulling something out of his ass. But, but just, just being able to get a win in that game. I think Baltimore bounces back. They beat Tennessee. I think the best team in that division is actually the Colts, despite me not believing in Ryan, or sorry, not believing in Phillip Rivers. Um, but they were able to beat the Titans head-to-head in Tennessee uh, last Thursday night. And um, I think they could just start to create a little bit of separation in that division. Also, I'm rooting for it because at the beginning of the season, I predicted Kansas City, Pittsburgh, Indianapolis, and Miami as my four division winners in the AFC. And I feel like I might actually hit it. So that's kind of why I'm rooting for it. Maybe. We shall see. Um, Do you think Lamar Jackson is going to have a big game through the air? Because I have a feeling this could be the one where he does his damage with his arm. It could happen. I've seen a lot of Marquise Brown fantasy hype this week. So Tennessee is, I think, like 29th against the pass. It's something not good. So I could see Lamar having a big game. He hasn't really had that type of game yet this year, which has been weird. Um, I could definitely see it, yeah. All right, well, hopefully Lamar gets his team back on track. And I think it will be a good uh, rivalry game that will be brewing. So hopefully we get a good one. in the NFC, another pretty much virtual lock: Dallas versus Minnesota. Vikings are rolling. They've lost. They've won, not lost. Excuse me. They won. I believe it's the last two or three uh, games in their schedule so far. Three. Yeah, three. They've won the last three, uh, which included a huge win over the Packers. Uh, I think Minnesota is going to get back to 500 and then Chicago is going to end up last in the division because Chicago, Chicago. Um, I think Minnesota could be a sneaky good team in the NFC North that could contend for a wild card spot. Uh, how do you think this game's going to go? I think Minnesota wins by far easily. The more interesting part I want to talk about quickly is Minnesota getting a wild card spot. So you think that right now they're four and five, but if you look at their schedule, so they're let's go, let's go. So they have Dallas, Carolina, Jacksonville the next three weeks. You'd think those are three wins. You'd think maybe something happens, but you'd think that's three wins. Maybe that, camp, that that Carolina game may be a little shaky. It's in Minnesota though. No, I know. I mean, it could be a little bit shaky, yeah. Yeah, but um, I'm saying they, that, that could be an easy trap game where Carolina just takes them by surprise. So they're at Tampa after that. Then they play the Bears back at home at the Saints, at Detroit. I'm seeing six wins here. And if yeah. they get six wins, they're 10 and six. Well, by, I that, mean, maybe by, five that New, wins, but... by that New Orleans game, Drew Brees is probably likely going to be healthy again. Um, and that Detroit game, I could see them dropping somehow. But, yeah, this is not entirely out of the realm of possibility where Minnesota turns it around and has a – a stretch at the end of the season that could get them into the wild card. So I agree with you. This could be a little, this could be a run here by Minnesota. This could be a, a run that the Packers have to keep an eye on. Um, I mean, Chicago's been Chicago, so I don't. <laughs> oh, that was terrible. Yeah. They're Chicago terrible. isn't going to do much, but uh, which is sad because that's such a waste of a defense, but um, yeah, what can you do? Um, but yeah, Minnesota, definitely a team to keep an eye on as we uh, advance further on as we get along in the season. Up next in the AFC, we got New England versus Houston. 
Cam Newton versus Deshaun Watson. I think we could see some fireworks here. But in the end, I think uh, New England is going to win this one simply because Houston is Houston's just Houston. I don't know why they haven't started like blowing it up already, but uh, they're not going to be able to compete with New England. That defense is horrendous. J.J. Watt is not this old J.J. Watt that we're used to seeing. And I think New England is at the point where they're rolling and they're firing them, not firing on all cylinders, but they're getting their offensive momentum back earlier that they had uh, in the beginning stages of the season. So I think Cam Newton and Bill Belichick find a way to win this one like Bill Belichick always does. I mean, yeah, yeah, I'm going with uh, going with the Pats here too. I'm just looking at Watson's stats and how good that they are. So it's like tempting me to pick the, the Texans just because I feel like he might be able to pull some kind of win out and they're always good against the Patriots. It's weird, but I feel like Watson always beats the Patriots. Um, you know, it's great. I'm talking myself into it. I'm just going against you. I'm just going to take the Texans because <laughs> I think we're having a Watson week where he uh, he pulls something out of his ass, but we'll see. I mean, it's, we'll see. You never it's, a, it's a weird matchup. It's a, I don't think either of these teams are playoff teams, so I kind of with these with these non-playoff games, I kind of struggle to get too good of a read on them. But we'll see. Yeah, definitely. Um, so we'll see how that game pans out. But uh, jumping back into the NFC here, game that I did not put on the slate that I realized I missed was uh, Green Bay versus Indianapolis. Um, I think this will be a very good game between two contending teams. Uh, I think that Green Bay, it's really going to come down to their defense to win this game and how they can force Phillip Rivers to make turnovers. Uh, Aaron Rodgers is going to do his thing. I think he's going to be dropping dimes all over the place. But uh, I think in the end, Green Bay's, Green Bay's defense is going to make the difference, which is why I think Indianapolis is going to win because – their defense is so much – so not so much better, but their defense is much better compared to Green Bay's, and their offense can do uh, – can be good enough to have a deep threat. They can run the ball. They can beat you in all sorts of ways. So I think Indianapolis is going to steal it here. What do you think? Yeah, I think so too. I feel like when Green Bay's gone against teams that defenses are playing at a really high level, they haven't been as good. And you'd expect that, but I think it's just going to be hard for them to find a way. I mean, I, I don't know. It's just the Colts are first in total defense, and you can't really find a weakness in it. They're second against the pass. They're fourth against the rush, and they're fourth in points. So it's it's really tough for me to find a way to have a Green Bay score more than 20-ish points. I think the Colts are going to be able to score at least 20 to 24 points on them. I think it'll be like a 24-21 type game. Uh, but the game being in Indy, and I think it's kind of a momentum week for the Colts coming off a big win against the Titans. They've had 10 days of rest, you know, with the Thursday night game. I just – I feel good about the Colts, too. All right. We're both on the Colts. Hopefully Aaron Rodgers doesn't burn us. But it's Aaron Rodgers. He's the baddest man on the planet for a reason. So, we'll see. Um, in the AFC, jumping back into the AFC, of course, uh, we have Miami versus Denver, uh, Tua Tagovailoa versus uh, Drew Locke in this one. I think Denver's just so injury-ridden. With like Cortland Sutton out, uh, Bon Miller's been out for the season. Uh, Bradley Chubb's been out for a long time. I think this team is just so injury battered that I feel bad for Drew Locke because he has no one to throw to, and I don't think their offense. Well, shout out to KJ Hamler, former Penn State alum. Uh, I think besides besides that, he's he's pretty. He doesn't have many weapons, and Denver's defense is just 
ruins of what it used to be with Von Miller and all those guys leading them to Super Bowl. Uh, I think the Dolphins are just simply rolling and Tua hasn't even really played that well, which most people are forgetting is that Tua hasn't necessarily lived up to the incredible hype that he's, that he's had of having a, uh, a great uh, starting impact, like right away career. And, but I think this is a game that could change that. I think he could definitely go for over 300 as he gets used to uh, Brian Flores' offense. So I'm I'm picking Miami in this one. Uh, what are you thinking? Yeah, I'm taking Miami too. I'm just rolling with them. I'm taking them, I think, four weeks in a row now to win. I just really like what they do. Uh, like you said, two has played well, but he hasn't had that blow-up game yet. I mean, last week, 169 passing yards. Week before that, 248. That was his big one against the Cardinals. One before that, 93 yards. I mean, touchdown. So he's been good, but he hasn't like had that to an Alabama type game where he's just launching the ball all over the place. And I could see Denver being a place where he could do that this weekend. Like you said, Drew Locke said nobody to throw to. Uh, his best receivers are rookies. You know, Noah Fant, I think is a second year guy, but Jerry Judy and KJ Hamler being the top two other targets being rookies. Uh, that's definitely hard on him. And they're just not really clicking yet. Now, I think Denver next year is a bounce back team candidate. You know, if they can get healthy and they can bring in some more reinforcements and have a good draft. But um, for right now, I think Miami's way better, and they'll find a way to win this game. Yep, I totally agree with you there. Uh, last game in the NFC, we have the Rams versus the Buccaneers. This is on Monday Night Football. I think this will be a very good game. I'm excited to see how uh, the Rams' defense is going to handle Tom Brady and this offense. Uh, but Tampa Bay is Tampa Bay. I'm not necessarily going to trust Jared Goff to win to lead this team to victory. And I think Tom Brady is just going to do Tom Brady things and just absolutely find a way to win no matter the cost and find Gronk for like three touchdowns or something nuts. Uh, so I think Tampa Bay is going to win this one uh, on Monday night. How are you feeling about Tom Brady going into this one? And do you think, do you think the Rams could win this game? I think they could, but – I don't think they're really, likely. You know, I, should, I should say, yeah, I think it's like, I think it's like 35, 65. I had to put a percentage on it, maybe 40, 60. It's really just road golf that scares me off. That's what I call him. Uh, he's just not good on the road ever. And I just never trust Jared Goff to win. And the Rams are such a streaky team. Like they're six and three, but I don't feel that great about them. They beat Seattle last weekend. It feels like a good win, but I feel like they're just the type of team that then go lose and get blown out on Monday Night Football. And you're like, what the hell just happened? that's kind of what they've been outside of the Super Bowl run year. Um, it's like kind of like the sexy team that rattles off wins against bad teams, but then we'll just have clunkers randomly. It's the same thing that Green Bay has done the past few years too. Um, but they have a Hall of Famer playing quarterback and the Rams do not. So I'm just going to take Tampa. I think Brady will play well. I think uh, you'll see Antonio Brown play well. I feel like he you know, and Brady were getting closer on some of those timing routes against the uh, Panthers. And uh, just another week of those guys being together. And I uh, could see Ronald Jones having a big game on the ground, too. Uh, mostly because I'm playing against him in fantasy, but he just always <laughs> has good games against me. So, um, and he had that big run last week, too. So, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm, I'm looking at a Bucks win here, but it should be an interesting matchup. If Goff shows up early and, like, the Rams get out to, like, a 10 nothing lead or something like that, then I think we're in for a good game. But if Tampa, you know, scores in their first three possessions, like, it's over. So. Oh, yeah. I think at that point it's – it's going to be done. Um, so last game in the AFC, Sunday night football, or excuse me, not last game in the AFC, 
Uh, it is. You, you, I thought you were just skipping over the Jets. Uh, we yeah, I mean, because it, it is the Jets. Like, that's how bad the Jets are that I just completely forgot to cover one of their games. Um, Jets going to the Chargers. I think we're both on the same page in this one. Chargers somehow find a way to win. Yeah, yeah. Here you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah, I, the Jets don't need this much time anyway. Like they're just they're just there. They're at this point. Um, so at pretty much the last AFC game of the weekend. Uh, Sunday night football. We have uh, the Kansas City Chiefs going into Las Vegas to face the Raiders. The, both of these teams faced off earlier this year. Raiders dropped forty on them and got the win somehow, which was really surprising. Uh, I think the Chiefs are motivated to prove that that loss was a fluke so i think pat patrick mahomes is just going to absolutely light up the raiders for this one um and i think that the raiders aren't going to be consistent enough on offense to be able to keep up with with kansas city how do you feel about this game i think this is a like mahomes kind of revenge game i think they were really caught off guard by how well vegas played them on arrowhead and when they beat them in arrowhead it's not something that happens very often and he saw Kelsey and also speaking out after that game and just saying we got to be better, can't lose these divisional games. And I just don't think Vegas has earned our trust to win a game like this. They just have never proven that they can do this. And um, I think that offense is playing really well right now, but I think it's due for a bad game. And I think this could just be the Kansas City, we're still here type game. The same kind of thing I thought with Russell Wilson last night. Um, and they ended up winning too. So kind of like this new trendy team was trying to fight the big dog in the division. And Mahomes, you know, being the best quarterback in football or AFC, if you want to debate Wilson or Rodgers, too, um, will, you know, show why they just won the Super Bowl, why they're Super Bowl cha- or defending Super Bowl champs. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I think this is going to be a reminder that the Chiefs are the best in the league for a reason. So that wraps up our picks. Now we're going to get into our gentlemen's bets. I will go first. Uh, I got three team parlay here. First, I'm going to go Minnesota minus seven. I think that's going to be a double-digit win for Minnesota against Dallas at least. Uh, Kansas City at Las Vegas. I'm going to take the over 56 and a half. I think this is going to be an offensive explosion, and Derek Carr is going to be throwing the ball a lot, and I think he's going to connect with Henry Ruggs, but I don't think it'll be consistent enough, like I said, to – be able to keep up with Kansas City. And this over could be heavily favored Kansas City either way, assuming the Raiders' offense doesn't work out well. Um, Honestly, I would not be surprised if this turns out to be like a 40-20 to win or something like that for Kansas City. Uh, And wrapping up, I have Green Bay uh, at Indianapolis. I'm going to take the over at 51 right now. I think this will be another really good uh, offensive game. Uh, Indianapolis put up 34 in their last uh, win against Tennessee. Uh, And I think Aaron Rodgers is going to do his thing and at least drop three touchdowns. And I think he'll be helped out by a couple, at least one from like Aaron Jones or the running game, at least. What are your bets this weekend? I've only got two and I got a bounce. I can't really make these too, too long, but I got Atlanta plus three and a half. And I've got the Chargers minus nine and a half because they're playing the Jets. And I like the Atlanta upset pick. So if you parlay those, I'm not sure what the payout is, but it's definitely good. (laughs) They're always good. Hey, guys, hope you enjoyed the episode. Make sure you're following us on all of our social media platforms as well as podcast services like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, all that good stuff. Uh, 
your subscription and follows mean just as much as you actually playing the episode. Uh, thanks again for listening. Um, and I hope that you guys have a great rest of your day and hopefully you enjoyed this one. So. Thank mm-hmm. you.